Where me and Marissa Phillips and me Pete Phillips for, forgot to write this part. <laughs> well, this is what we do. What we do is we uh, record a podcast on a weekly basis, and uh, what we try to do is just kind of you know put some stuff in front of you that you might like. Like you might stop and go like, huh? You know, nothing's very interesting in this world. But you know what? We're the answer to that. There are interesting things happening in this world, and I'm going to tell you about one today. <laughs> <laughs> Debatably. Um, in other words, we saw you things you didn't know you needed to know. Yeah. Pete, how is your week going? This week I watched the Raptors win a game against the 76ers. I know, and I heard that the ending was so dramatic. Was super dramatic, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. The trouble that I was having, though, is that Lifetime, the Lifetime channel was premiering a movie called Killer Grandma. Yeah, I saw. What I really loved about that is that the woman... <laughs> The woman who was playing the killer grandma had, like, she had, like, uh, dyed hair, um, mm-hmm. but, like, the roots were dark, and okay. I was like, isn't that the opposite of, <laughs> like... Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and I just watched her stab some lady. It was, I don't know. But I hope to catch it later. Uh, you can only watch the NBA, whatever that was, once, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I watched that. That was pretty fun. And other than that, I've just kind of been very out of it lately. Mentally? Yeah. I'm sleeping like a son of a bitch. One day See? I slept like 13 hours. And I was still tired. That's, I mean, welcome to my life. Possibly related. I also wasn't drinking for three and a half weeks. And then I had a drink and immediately fell asleep. <laughs> huh. So I think I'm too old to drink now. I think I'm allowed to ask this. If not, you could take it out. Are you taking your pills in the morning or at night? I'm taking them in the morning. Did you ever try taking them at night? I am too stupid to remember to take medicine at night. Because <laughs> I take mine in the morning because I, my doctor said, I weirdly... Right. You have a sort of opposite than usual reaction. Yeah. So meaning I think maybe you should be taking it at night. Yeah. Maybe I'll try it next week while I'm not at work. If Pete isn't editing this out, we're both taking Zoloft. If he is, doesn't matter. (laughs) Anyway. How about you, Marissa? What's your week like? I watched the Warriors game against whoever. And if you've heard past past podcast episodes, Pete assumed I don't watch the NBA. (laughs) So take that, bitch. You have any takeaway points from the game? (laughs) What? Do you have any takeaway points from the game? Uh, I wish the Warriors lost because no people should win that often. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But at Um, the same time, I was having a really difficult time watching the the, uh, semifinals, I guess, because I was rooting for the Rockets and they were red. And I was rooting for the Raptors and they were red. And at different times, I was like, where's so-and-so on the court? Oh, they're on a completely different team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Red Rocket. Isn't that what you call a dog's peen when it's, <laughs> like, erect? You know what? Let's wait for James to chime in on that one on the I voicemail line. I feel like that's his Red Rocket, and that's his peen when it's erect or something. Anyway, yeah, if you have the answer, call us. <laughs> Other than that... Today I woke up really early, and uh, not to hijack the question of how your week is going, 
But James sent me a text message very early today, and it was at 7.27 a.m. He knows I'm at work at that point. Yeah. And he, what I love is it's a screenshot, and in the Google search bar, he wrote in, Fear that a duck is watching you. <laughs> what? And then he sent me that this is an actual phobia. Uh, I'm not going to try to say it without practice, but basically a person suffering from this condition feels that somewhere in the world, a duck or goose is watching him or her, not attacking Uh or touching, simply watching the individual. (laughs) So if you're in your office, where would you assume the duck is watching you from? From across the street, through the window. That is good. (laughs) I want to date someone with that. (laughs) That sounds good. Yeah. Oh, man. In my mind, they think that ducks are, like, more advanced than most humans do, and they think the ducks have technology. <laughs> and so, are watching yeah, them, like, that's, that's how they're watching you. They're watching you through your webcam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, in my mind, that's how it goes. That was the um, peak height of my day at 7.30 yeah. in the morning. It, it was all downhill after that. That's pretty good. Yeah. I had something else to say, and now I forgot, which I'm not shaming you. I just, I might have to cut it in the middle of this podcast if I remember what I wanted to say. Icebreaker. If you could live in any comic book universe, which one would it be and why? And when you answer that, like, let's say, like, you like the 90s X-Men universe, but you don't like the universe now. Like, you could add a time period to it if that changes, if that makes sense. You go first. This is lame and predictable, but I want to be in the Archie universe. But I want to be in the Archie universe, like, early 90s. Like, now Archie comics are, like, too real. (laughs) Then all it was was, like, everyone making out with Archie constantly. It was just, like, saved by the bell. But, like, there weren't, like, any real relationship problems. So, like, I want my life to be, like, saved by the bell. And I just want to, like, make out with a hot... A hot redhead all the time and like not have like real problems. That's my answer. Man. Lame, but it's my answer. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Archie in the nineties is hot. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm laughing at. I mean he wasn't hot then, but if I was in his universe I would find him hot. Everybody else did for some reason. Current Archie's hot. You they didn't find him hot really physically. They just find him so lovable. In his doofiness is how I understood it. That they didn't think he was physically hot, but there was just something about his doofy charm that attracted people to him. Okay. Shut up, Pete. His <laughs> eyes. Pete's eyes said everything. They want to punch him in the face. Um, so I've been reading a lot of Spider-Man lately, and I think I would end up wanting to be in one of those. I just finished one, uh, I guess, group. I don't know, uh, called Spider Island, where everybody in New York City gets Spider-Man powers. That's what Spider-Man, you want? And Spider-Man is not special anymore. Okay. That was really interesting. I don't want to be an integral player, right? Uh-uh. <laughs> I just live in the city where Spider-Man swings around and saves the day. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with this, oh, crap, I think it's like maybe 94, 95 Spider-Man. Because that's the stuff that I would read when I was a kid. But this, okay. is a, this is a well-timed question because I'm revisiting comic books and I keep spending a lot of money on comic books. <laughs> Not oh. like a lot of money, but like more money than I probably ought to. Well, no, you, you and know. my brother are in good company. You gotta, you gotta do some stuff that distracts you from the drudgery of life. So <laughs> yeah. So I just got one 
about uh, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent named Mockingbird. I have one where, you know, the guy from Avengers Vision? Yeah. He wants to experience what it's like to be human, so he builds himself a family. I just got that Ew. one. I didn't get to start reading that yet. Uh, and That's then, bad. Why do you want to be in this universe? I think just because um, it was super exciting. Okay, okay, okay. Plus, there were a bunch of people that were in those comics that I can't really find a lot of. What the f*** does that mean? As time moved on. And so, like, I think it'd be fun to sort of see them. The Avengers are in a couple of them with, like, She-Hulk and Sandman and Cardiac and all sorts of people that people are like, what? Who? (laughs) Did you ever see that, like, 2000 She-Hulk comic book where she just everybody no my brother has all of those she was a lawyer but she was everybody yeah she had like a like a like a cliche male libido like one all the time i almost ordered uh, a she hulk comic but they looked fun my brother said they were real fun yeah and not porny despite what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) then i almost purchased well i want to purchase infamous iron man which i promise i'm gonna stop talking about comic books right after this yeah what a nerd this is this is a story where iron man is dead and dr doom takes over the role of iron man because he sees the error of his ways that's fun dr doom is another one where i always liked dr doom when i was reading comics as a kid yeah like i liked him as a villain but i you know they don't seem to have a lot of like dr doom titles it's mostly like fantastic four or something like that so when you said iron man was dead my mind auto filled and loving it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean maybe he worked real hard in life he might be like this is sweet (laughs) yeah speaking of sweet I know you don't have much of a uh, TV uh, exposure, but Wendy's has this new commercial. I don't know if you've seen it. No. But the long and short of it is that Frosties are 50 cents right now. Oh, nice. So somebody's out there eating a Frosty, and then somebody comes up and they're like, yo, where'd you get that Frosty? And they're like, I got it at Wendy's. They're only 50 cents. And a person jumps into a fountain and fishes out 50 cents and then mm-hmm. runs off to Wendy's. And yeah. then, as you might expect, it cuts to like some some beautiful sultry footage of frosties (laughs) yeah 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 and then it cuts to the end where the person who took the 50 cents is like eating their frosty and somebody's like yo where'd you get that frosty and they're like going to wendy's it's 50 cents and then that person jumps into the fountain ha 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 end of hilarious end of commercial but in a very short moment while watching that commercial i thought do fountains still like like that still exist where people throw change into them? Of course I remember, they do. I remember doing it when I was a small kid at the mall. And then in the Goonies, when they want to keep change in the wishing well, Steph stops them because the coins represent wishes and dreams of other people. Yeah, sure. But like, really, you can't just leave money in a fountain forever. So what happens to that money? And that's what I'm going to tell you about today. Except I okay. can't come up with a short way to describe it. And so, Marissa, if you could help me out. I need a title for this episode by the end of the episode. Okay. But I'm going to tell you as much as I can about the tradition of throwing money into water sources. The wishing well economy. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah, so why we throw money into water sources and make wishes. Wait, this is about why we do it or where the money goes? Both. Okay. 
Yeah. Because we do it to make wishes. <laughs> when I checked this out, I was surprised that there are so many pieces written about the topic. And so pieces? Pieces? Pieces. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although I'm sure there is a doctoral thesis out there somewhere about this. <laughs> in 2016, there were more than a few. That's, you know, like nice for me because I could find a lot of information about this. Before we dig too deep into where the money goes, which is the sexy side of this story, let's mm-hmm. focus on the history. <laughs> it goes to the city. Why do people throw money in fountains? Marissa, any ideas besides. Wishes. Make- okay, never mind. <laughs> Today, I am finding the answer at a website called todayifoundout.com, a website that's basically like a lot of the episodes of this show, but not nearly as entertaining as Marissa and I. Okay. One of the many things that makes sense once someone explains it, you know, the way things are like that, uh, fountains spring water from the ground. And that was considered a miracle back in the day because there were a lot of places that had water, but not drinkable water. It was considered so miraculous that people would offer prayers of thanks, which turned into gifts of thanks, like statues of gods and then coins. Basically, you're tossing something in appreciation to the gods to hope that the, you know, spring keeps running. That sort of thing. I don't like that as much as to make wishes. An offering of thanks, a prayer of appreciation, a wish for more clean water. Okay. All right. Then, according to this article... It gives all the credit to, in 1954, there was a film called Three Coins in the Fountain. That's what it's called. Uh, Oscar winner for Best Music and Original Song and Best Cinematography, Color, at the time, and nominee for Best Picture. Okay. In the movie, the idea of tossing coins in the famed Trevi Fountain in Rome comes up. It is suggested that if you throw two coins in, you'll fall in love with a Roman. And if you throw three coins in, you'll marry him or her. Will that happen if I'm not in Rome? Wait, I don't mean ill like Roman people are ill. (laughs) But like... No, you have to go to the Trevi Fountain in order to do this. Oh, yeah, yeah. This became popular with tourists along uh, with a different tradition where some say you throw a coin over your shoulder into the fountain and that means that you will return to Rome someday. Probably, like, as a ghost to haunt the fountain. These are all too Rome-centric. Yeah. I mean, it's the most famous fountain in the world, and so, sorry. <laughs> Fine. Why? Why am I sorry? No, why is it the most famous? Because it is. Oh, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and, much like Marissa, listeners, I know you don't care. You want the thrills. You want the deep, dark answers to unholy mysteries. I want speaking, the chills. Speaking of deep, dark secrets to unholy mysteries, there's a show on Netflix that's called The Society. It went up last week. Uh, it's a teen drama where three buses of kids embark on a school trip, but when the buses get turned around because of a weather incident, the students return to their hometown, but all of the adults are missing. It's, oh, God, I know. It's ten episodes, and I fast-forwarded through what is probably the equivalent of six episodes, only to discover that they never tell you how they got to where they are, where they are, or how they're going to get back, or who is responsible for any of it. That's so I'm pretty telling you all this to say, don't watch it. That's pretty f***ed up. Even Under the Dome kind of, like, told you what it was about. It was, like, half bullshit, but they came up with something. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is shameful, especially since Netflix had a similar show years ago called Between that they canceled also without answering any questions. And since Netflix is so quick to cancel things these days, we're probably not going to get a resolution to this particular show. 
Mm, okay. If you want answers about fountains, don't worry. I got them. <laughs> they might not be great answers, but they are answers nonetheless. Okay. It may be no surprise, Marissa, but some people steal money from fountains. I mean, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, that's what they say in New York. In Italy, they arrested a guy in 2002 who stole from the Trevi Fountain, I'm sorry, Marissa, for 34 years. <laughs> he had all sorts of tricks, not the least of which was using a magnetic rod. Uh, his sentence was being banned from the fountain. Oh, they told him. <laughs> but in 2003, a woman got arrested and a judge cleared her of stealing from the fountain on the grounds that the money had been discarded and had no rightful owner. Oh, but I don't think... No, I don't like that. <laughs> well, you're not um, supposed to be trespassing and like, well, did she go into the fountain? Or you could sit on the edge and just scoop it out. I guess. I Donations. guess. So... I think that what happened at this particular juncture is that they started to make it a little more clear that when you discard money into the fountain, it is going to a charity. So the yeah, Trevi oh, fountain, okay. The Trevi Fountain actually, uh, the proceeds go to a, a supermarket for, uh, you know, poor people. I, I can't come up with a better <laughs> term right now off the top of my head. You said that real weird. I did because I was trying to come up with something much more eloquent and delicate. Or, but. you know. Poor people. Poor people. <laughs> so now, people sometimes put up signs to indicate that and, I guess, maybe guilt people away from not stealing the money. But honestly, if someone is desperate enough to steal money from the fountain, they probably need it just as much as the people who need food from the grocery store. So I'm kind of, like, torn on that one. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with that, but yeah. And maybe karmically, it's going to come back to you some way. Yeah. So many places have put up signs and things like that to let people know that the money goes to a worthy cause. And also, yeah, to not let people just scoop it out and keep it. In also, Brand it's like stealing people's dreams. Uh-huh. Does nobody care? <laughs> nope. In uh, Bryant Park in New York City, the fountain is owned and operated by a charity. So the fountain proceeds pay for the upkeep of the fountain and the rest goes to a general fund. There is no way that people throw in enough money for that to pay for the upkeep. Are you sure, Marissa? Yes. Because Minnesota's Mall of America fountain collects $24,000 a year. What? <laughs> That's crazy. And you can actually, if you are a non-profit or a charity, you can submit an application to get a slice of that money. So That's they, insane. They, they divvy it up to a few different charities. According to the BBC, the Trevi Fountain, I'm so sorry, Marissa. <laughs> what? It's it's the fountain that everybody talks about when you ask this question. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm over it, but sure. According to the BBC, the Trevi Fountain pulled down an average of $4,000 a day. Wow. And that was enough money that they needed to clean it out on a nightly basis. What the f*** are they putting in? Quarters? <laughs> the other part of that is that it's currency from around the world. So it's not like they're just getting pounds or euros oh, or anything like that. Oh, that's complicated. Yeah. Hmm. In the Atlantic, a writer looks from New York City to Kansas City, which I think this is a y'all heard of this. I don't know that anybody's going to know this. Kansas City is considered the city of fountains. <laughs> nope. Don't even think people in Kansas know that. The second most fountains in the world, second only to Rome. Oh, they should be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> but their representative said, quote, we do not collect the coins in the fountains as they disappear almost as soon as they are thrown in, picked out by the homeless. Oh. So I mean, not everybody, good. I guess. Yeah. And that was a representative from the Parks and Recreation in uh, 
in Kansas City. Okay. Disney and Las Vegas and other big places like that, private sorts of places, mostly all give it to charity. And again, I think that's a nice thing to do because karmically, you don't want to keep the money, but it's yeah. give it to somebody who, who could use it, you know? People get really into this, which is, again, I'm sure no surprise because for every little thing out there that you can think of, there's someone whose job that is and they are obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. In the Chicago Tribune, they convey ruminations on this topic. Ruminations. The problem may Sorry. not be our hard hearts, but our hard-to-reach fountains. This is uh, at a portion of the piece where they talk about how donations via the fountains have gone down in the city. I and wouldn't then, call them donations. No one's like, ooh, here, charity. Right, right. And that's what this guy gets to. Quote, I think people are becoming cynical and not believing in the power of wishes. That's... That's not what Mark Fuller thinks. Well, f*** him. What's he think? <laughs> Quote, with wishing, there's no instant reward. So people throw more money into fountains that give other feedback, says Mark Fuller, CEO of Wet Design, a California-based company that created the fountains at Navy Pier and the new McCormick Place. What does that mean? I don't know what that Whether means. it's the splash of a coin or seeing a pile of glimmering coins at the bottom or trying to hit a target. There's a sense of actualization. Uh, oh, so you need like fountains with a gimmick? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, basically. But like the bloop, which is not a duty, Marissa. Is the it? Bloop. Apparently, this guy counts as some sense of actualization. Thus, um, Buckingham Fountain, okay. with burbling jets that obscure the bottom and guardrails keeping pedestrians 10 to 20 feet away, actively discourage passers by, discourages passers-by uh, from tossing in a coin. Why? And Fuller says, you have no sense of what you hit or where it went, and you can't see the money that other people have put in. So I really love that this guy's like, what the f*** are you people <laughs> thinking? What? That's weird. <laughs> I think I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, different areas around the country and probably the world have feature stories on what happens with the money in fountains. There are stories uh, like the one from Chicago, also from Florida, New York City, and so on. So this is a topic that seems to make good filler on slow news days. But if you want to know where the money from a specific fountain goes... You should probably just give it a Google because it seems like the information is out there. The major separation seems to be private versus public fountains. Often the public ones go to upkeep and uh, park park services where the private ones donate to charities. It seems like few organizations actually want to keep the money, at least to make a profit off of it, because of what Marissa was saying, because it feels karmically troublesome, as they say in the Goonies. And this is where I'm going to drop in a quote from the Goonies. I don't know. I never saw the Goonies. So they're going through these underground caves, Marissa. And And they're like, ooh, I feel so comically troublesome. No, they find um, basically the ground, like the bottom of a well. And they find all this money and they think that they found the secret gold that they're looking for. uh, uh, Somebody Willie, One-Eyed Willie's treasure. But it's not his. This is a wishing well. Look. Hey, you guys, look. look. It must be the old Moss Garden wishing well. You know, I always used to believe that when you threw your money in, it turned into your wish. You take no coins. And I'll take two coins. No, that's not fair. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop. You can't do this. Why? Why? Because these are somebody else's wishes. They're somebody else's dreams. Yeah. But you know what? This one. 
This one right here. This was my dream, my wish. And it didn't come true. So I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. I feel so karmically troublesome. Sorry, exactly. I just want to keep saying that because yeah. it's such a weird thing. Aren't they children? They're teenagers. Teenagers don't know to say that. <laughs> hey, Marissa, I think you're going to love this. What? Not to be outdone, you can send good wishes and appreciation to a god if you're happy. But what do you do if you're not happy? Okay. You make a curse tablet. That's right. <laughs> and then you put it in a fountain? Yep. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds <laughs> Cursed tablets are sometimes found near ancient fountains because these were cases where people were asking the gods for curses on people that they didn't like, whether it would be from jealousy or revenge, something like that. Um, it is what it sounds like. It's a rock tablet with a curse etched upon it, left at a place that you think a god might pay attention to it, like a wellspring of water. Bath, the town in England, had a collection of 130 Latin-inscribed curse tablets. The next part, I just lifted off of wikipedia because i um had a rough day today and i didn't feel like writing anything okay <laughs> this out. all but one of the 130 bath curse tablets concern restitution of stolen goods and are a type of curse tablet known as quote prayers for justice you like that one marissa <laughs> i've never heard of any of this in my life but i like it most of the depositors of the tablets the victims of the thefts appear to have been from uh, the lower social classes. The inscriptions generally follow the same formula, suggested, suggesting that it was taken from a handbook. This I love. The stolen property is declared as having been transferred to a deity, so that the loss becomes the deity's loss. The suspect is named, and in 21 cases, so is the victim. The victim okay. asks the deity to visit afflictions on the thief, including death, not as a punishment, but to induce the thief to hand the stolen items back. The deities who, whose help was evoked was Suilus, which I... No, it's Sullus. Yeah, it's definitely oh, Sullus. I, I like put the eye in a weird spot. Suilus! <laughs> and the tablets were deposited by the victims in the spring that was sacred to her in that particular town. Okay. So what I love about that is going like... Marissa owes me 50 bucks. And instead of saying, hey, Marissa, you owe me 50 bucks, I'm going to be like, you owe Sullis 50 bucks. So you better pay me back so that I can give it to, like, <laughs> it just seems funny that you are transferring your, um, your loss to the deity so that the deity will be like, shit, I need my 50 bucks back. <laughs> I mean, that's creative. That's dramatic. Yeah. I like it. So all told, we do have an answer to the question of what happens to the money. And if you see that Wendy's commercial about 50 cent Frosties, know that it's somewhat acceptable for you to grab a couple of quarters and head over to Wendy's and make mm. your own wishes come true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love doing this podcast with you, Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting. Yeah. So that question popped into my head, and I was like, "I'm going to cover that for the show," and that's what I did. I and that was more that was very interesting. I still believe that I'm right, and that people are just cynical and don't believe in the power of wishes. It's a very difficult world to live in right now, so I'm not saying that you're wrong. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I said that like a douche. Exactly. exactly. Anyway, <laughs> um, when's the last time you think you threw something into a thing? It's been ages. Yeah, me too. Because when we went to Independence Hall, they just had things shooting out of the ground. 
we didn't like see a fountain to throw stuff into. Plus, I think What's another thing, right? Hall? Isn't that where we went when we were in Philly? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. City, yeah. Uh, maybe it's called the Dependence Hall. I don't know. City Hall. Go back to I, our Y'all Heard of Philadelphia episode. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no, no. I just, I didn't know if you meant with me. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, that's not a fountain. I haven't seen a fountain since, like, Longwood Gardens or sometimes I see something. I feel like I saw stuff in, like, Chuck E. Cheese, which it wasn't a fountain, but it was this big, like, concave thing where you put a quarter and it just spins around and around and around and around for a really long time. It's just interesting to watch. It wasn't really for making wishes, but it seemed like it had the same effect. Yeah, that's a real sucker move. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. The other thing that you have to consider, right? It's like, can I just wave my phone in front of a sensor at a fountain? Like, there's not a lot of people carrying change around anymore. What? Get out of here. Can I wave my phone? Get out of here, Pete. Nobody. Get get out of here. Get out of here. That's not the thing. I mean, yeah, you don't. You can throw your whole phone in, though, if you want. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you should get a wish if you throw your whole phone in a fountain. Yeah. That's only fair. But, um,. I don't know. I just feel like you can find change in most places, don't you think? I I think so. But at the same time, I don't think it's as prevalent, right? I mean, definitely. Definitely not as prevalent. But that said, the world is magic. It makes me want to go visit the mall, which I don't even know if it's still open, the mall that I uh, grew up in. That's not what I meant to say, because uh, I did grow up in a mall. <laughs> but it makes me want to go to that mall and throw some change in there. But I seem to recall that last time I was there, the fountains didn't have water in them. They just had, like, bullshit decorations. So, what? I don't yeah, understand. It was. I think it was just, like, too much to keep it up. Ew. Nobody wants a fucking fountain with no water in it. I'm sorry. I'm cursing a lot for no reason, but... By the way, some people speculate that people threw coins into water sources because in the old days, copper was a an agent that would keep water clean. I but was going to say that jokingly. Ew. I found a few places that sort of disprove that a little bit. By the way, around the corner from the Trevi Fountain, there's another fountain where if two lovers drink from the fountain, then they'll be together forever. That sounds so dangerous. It sounds so gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about if, like, both lovers... Touch like pinkies under the water. No, yeah. you f- <laughs> That's disgusting. I mean, like, they both they both put their hands into the water, then hold hands into the water, in not in under the water. Whatever. I'm I miss. I legitimately misheard you the first time because I was talking over you, and I thought that you said touch peens. No, no, <laughs> no. Also, what if which is why I was peens? confused as to why you were so upset that I said bone. What if they don't both have peen? Yeah, well, you can't fall in love then. <laughs> Not everyone has a peen. In case you didn't know that. That's a new... Y'all heard? Everyone doesn't have peens. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, Pete. That was an interesting thing that I didn't know I needed to know. I don't know if you really needed to know. But, again, next time you pass a fountain with somebody who's moderately boring you, you could be like, hey, you're boring. Let me tell you something interesting. <laughs> I mean, fountains. <laughs> Next show, I'll tell you something you didn't need to know about how to spell the word new. <laughs> yeah, new metal. When I, I when you call me a sick hoe today, you call me a sick hoe because I had to go to the doctor after work. I thought he meant like you fucking sick hoe doing new metal, but I think he meant <laughs> I'm always sick. 
<laughs> I didn't even understand that when you asked me, did you mean sick ho or sick ho? Oh, no. Like, did you mean like you sick ho or sick ho? Like, that's sick. Like, yeah. That's yeah. sick but, uh, that you're ill. Yeah, I'm sick like every other week, guys. I have an infection like literally every other week. Plugs. Do you want to plug urgent care? No, they're whatever. He wasn't very nice to me today. Um, Do you have a regular doctor that you see at urgent care? Oh, no, no. Okay. I might have worded that weirdly. I will plug... Guys, the best macaroons. Pete, when I say macaroon, do you think... Man, this is a tough one, isn't it? Do you think the dollops of coconut, or do you mean those two meringue things with cream Both in of them throat? appear in my face. In my face. Both of them appear in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> AKA my face. So, my face is covered in macaroon. Okay, macarons. Macaron. Does, that, does that make you think of the French ones? I don't know which one's the French one. The ones with the meringue. I'm still lost. I've never I don't eaten want to any of them. Oh wait, no, I did. I did eat some. Katie was really to. into macaroons. The coconut ones are from, <laughs> from poor people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That didn't mean anything. It just came out of my mouth. I mean, it's uh, on the same token, I think a poor person would be very happy to get a coconut macaroon. <laughs> Give your fellow. Never mind. Because uh, all of our listeners are poor people. <laughs> I Give say your that. fellow poor people. Let's not use the term poor people, okay? Yeah. Even though I couldn't think of a better term. I feel like I was comfortable saying that because my family's that poor, but I have been financially challenged all of my life. <laughs> Financially um, challenged was what I was coming up with, but I was like, that just sounds too dumb. Yeah, it does sound dumb. I was just going to say, if you like macaroons, macarons, the meringue ones, the French ones, um, I miss South Korea all the time, but I especially miss that every so often I would go to the fancy people department store and buy 30, like, you get like a, like six for $30 or something stupid or six for $28. There were five dollars a macaroon. Yeah, there were these really fancy math. French macaroons from a place called La La Durie. Was it L A D U R E E? How you say? I would probably be inclined to say Durie. La Durie. Yeah, it's still not like that though. <laughs> anyway. You know, like La Durie. La Durie. I'm not say, okay. say lottery as if it was a French word. La Durie. La Durie. <laughs> I'm not a gentle person. La <laughs> Anyway, they have delicious macaroons. And Are you I plugging them. going to Korea to no! get macaroons? No! The place I was in sold them. They also sell them throughout the U.S. There's a lottery, um, patisserie in New York and Washington, D.C. and California. But also you could just get them through the mail. And they're fucking delicious, guys. They're Marie Antoinette. Macaron is delicious. So that's my plug. They're our new sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how to say their name. Be what's what you. I'm going to plug two movies, and I don't really know why. I Dirty see that, Grandma. I want to see that movie, Brightburn. Oh, Dead Grandma. No, the, Killer Grandma? About the evil superhero boy. I don't know what that is. I don't know. It comes out on the 24th, and I want to see it, because I want to see a uh, child be evil on screen. But more than that, <laughs> I saw a trailer for the Octavia Spencer movie called Ma. That's it. Oh, my God. Ma. If I let myself see gory movies, I, I 
would watch it in a second. Wait. <laughs> yeah, right? A lonely woman befriends a group of teenagers and decides to let them party at her house. Just when the kids think their luck couldn't get any better, things start happening that make them question the intention of their host. Yeah, I, that movie looks insane. And I will certainly watch it to let you know whether or not you can see it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can't because in the trailer, she's putting a hot iron on somebody's stomach. But, like, you don't see it, do you? I don't know. Yeah, please tell me because if I can see it, I want to, but I don't. So I'm watching this thing and I'm like, okay, yeah, this looks like your standard fare. And, I mean, Octavia Spencer, she's a delight. So this, I'll, I'll go see it. And then at the end, she aggressively runs a woman over with a truck. And I'm like, yes, where are my tickets? Where are my tickets? <laughs> and I just hope this damn Christian theater down the street from me plays it. <laughs> Christian? What? Why? Yeah. Why do you say it's a Christian theater? Because uh, sometimes they don't have movies, and I don't think it's because the movie doesn't subscribe to their Christian beliefs. I don't think it's anything like that. But sometimes they take screens away so that they can show Christian movies. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Unlike my movie theater, which sometimes doesn't show minority movies. <laughs> you were going to say constantly shows sat- satanic movies. <laughs> oh, and I don't mean in Philly. I mean in the Poconos. Well, they would never like give Tyler Perry movies ever. Anyway. But that's it. Yes, everybody, thanks for listening. You can call us with some feedback. Let us know where you like to throw your coins at 570-POD-WAD-1. Don't tell us if it's a dirty place. You know what? Tell us because I can't imagine what that would be. Are you throwing pennies up other people's buttholes? Yes. Just, oh, I missed. Oh, I I missed. Yeah, I don't want to know. Do you want to know? Yes. Yes. You're a sicko. I mean, I don't need to see it. Don't Everyone, don't slide into Pete's DM slide to into tell Mar- him how yeah. you put pennies up people's buttholes. To show her your coin dispenser. If you put pennies up buttholes, call us at 570-POD-WAD-1 and tell us how you put the wad in a booty. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking coins, not wads of coins. You can okay? put a wad of coins. No, no, we're talking one coin at a time. Rule on wishes. <laughs> I'm not trying to make a rule on wishes, but you think if I like throw like a roll of quarters into the fountain, that counts as just one wish? Yeah, but like it, ma- like it, you putting more wish magic in it. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Marissa. So if you want it real bad, you put a whole wad. And if oh, you I don't- think my phone's ringing, I think we should cut this short. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> It's not ringing, Marissa. Oh, you lying? Yeah. You. <laughs> anyway, have a nice day, people. Bye-bye. Yeah, hi. Hi.